Hi, it's Erin piping in here with a program note. This is a revisit of an earlier episode of the Rise and Thrive show with Mary Hayes Greco. This episode is an overview of Mary's Eight Steps to Freedom, which is her recipe for learning how to forgive and actually doing it. Go ahead and listen to this and become familiar with the steps. In the coming days, we will be releasing more of our conversations where we go in depth on each step. And then we also will have some new recordings with Mary guiding you through the forgiveness method. So we're very excited to share that. Uh, As Mary often says, it's always a good time to forgive. You just have to learn how. We hope you find these conversations helpful as you go about your path, embracing healing and rising and thriving and meeting the moment and loving your life. Little darling, it's been a long, long, lonely winter. Hello and welcome to Rise and Thrive the podcast where we learn to find a sense of peace and joy, even when negative emotions and crappy feelings show up in our lives. I'm Erin Warhol, and I'm here with my friend and mentor, Mary Hayes Greco. Hi, Erin. Hi, Mary. Well, today we are going to do an overview of the eight steps to freedom. And this is your method for forgiveness. It's, it's the recipe that you inherited from your teacher, Edith. And it works, and we're going to go in, in de- into detail about what it is, how it is, why it works, what people can get out of it. Great. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe to start off with, Mary, we've, we've talked a lot about it on other, other episodes, but this really is the core of the work you do with people. When you're talking about helping people heal emotional pain, it really is, and it's almost surprising, I think, It's like my favorite tool. It's like somebody who has a toolbox and they go off every day and they build stuff and change things around and they have their (laughs) ah, their favorite tool that they would never be without. That's how I feel about these eight steps of forgiving another person or a life situation because it's so reliable. It just reliably works as a a human process through the through the valley of pain and out the other side into a new chapter in your life. And really, there's very few things in life that you can say, well, it never fails. But in my, in my life, in my 30 years of living and teaching and facilitating the experience of forgiveness for others, I really, I really don't see it fail. Wow. I, I can't actually remember when it failed. Yeah. And so, I mean, for some people, it is a little surprising to hear that if you are suffering with emotional pain or you've got some bad story or something. There's actually a way out. There's actually a a roadmap. There's actually a process. And it's it's more specific than time heals all. Yeah. And it's quicker than time heals all. And uh, it's... It's spiritual, but not religious. Uh-huh. It's holistic. It means it, it includes all of us, our body, our feelings, our head, our energy, mm-hmm. all the parts of us. And it includes the piece that 
a lot of people worry about when it comes to forgiveness, which is boundaries, Mm -hmm. which means you don't have to let everyone back into your life who's treated you badly. You can forgive and say no. You can forgive and get a divorce. You can forgive and sue somebody and put them in jail. Mm -hmm. You are going to get the healing experience of moving on from a bad, painful story. And the relationship you have with this person in the future is really up to you. And a lot of people find it a great relief to learn that forgiveness in this understanding doesn't mean you have to talk to the other person. You don't have to see them and ask for forgiveness or anything. You just do it within your own private space. You feel better. And it does transform your experience of the relationship in the future. It it is pretty a pretty amazing tool and I can see why it's your it's your favorite tool in the toolbox. And so if you could talk a little bit about what your definition of forgiveness is. Let's start there. Okay. So the working definition of forgiveness in this approach to forgiveness is that forgiveness is releasing an expectation that has been causing you to suffer. Mm-hmm. So It's an experience, it's a refreshing experience that comes when you let go of an expectation that you've held on to that isn't realistic and is causing you to hurt and be disappointed again and again. So it's that the, it gives you the power, puts you in the driver's seat because you don't have the power to make other people change their ways. Right. You don't have the power to say, oh, this this shouldn't have happened. It didn't happen. It did happen. You got hurt by it. But you have the power to adjust the expectations you've been carrying about yourself and others in life and open up to the very best that your life can be and bring in some healing energy to wash that experience downstream. So you're kind of touching on this, but maybe say a little bit more about why we need to learn how to forgive. It's an absolutely necessary life skill. Yeah. Absolutely. We should be learning it in junior high. We should be (laughs) learning it before driver's ed or maybe after driver's ed. But the point is, it's like driver's ed. You didn't know how to drive a car once. Mm -hmm. It was hard to you uh, to think, oh, my God, it's too hard. How do you drive a car? But you took a class. You took a class for eight weeks. You practiced for another however many weeks. You took a test, and now you drive, and you don't think about it, and it serves your life, and it empowers your life. And forgiveness is the same thing. It's the way that we heal disappointing life experiences, and you can count on having disappointing life experiences. Sadly, you can. (laughs) Absolutely. That is the one thing you can expect. Is that life, life is life. going to change, it's going to move mm-hmm. along, people mm-hmm. are going to disappoint you, people are going to die, people are going to get sick, you're going to lose a job sometime. I mean, life is hard yeah. uh, at times, and you need to know how to uh, process that hurt, yeah. process it right all the way out of your, your system until what is left is the valuable golden nugget of wisdom that you learn mm. from that experience something, and nothing else. Something that you gained from going Right, so it's really learning experience. how to be a masterful student of life. Mm. Forgiveness is your necessary tool. So you learned how to drive a car. You learned how to take care of your teeth. You learned how, you know, what's polite. There's these basic life skills and good health habits that we are taught and we practice and we incorporate and we teach our children. And forgiveness should be right there with all of those 
simple, important things. Yeah, and it, it's it been my experience since I met you almost four years ago, and I've been learning from you and going to your workshops and going going to your different classes and learning this stuff. It's a game changer. And I, I'm just sort of amazed by it because it really is also to, it's utilizing tools that we have inside of ourselves and our perspective and our approach to things. So it doesn't cost a lot of money. It, no, it, it doesn't, doesn't rely cost on a lot of money at all. Yeah. It's really, uh, uh, what did one psychologist tell me? She says, wow, this is like five minute abs for, <laughs> for psychotherapy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow. I actually do train a lot of, um, psychotherapists and yeah. ministers and people who are in the business of helping people get over bad stories. And they're so delighted and happy to realize, oh, I see, there's a path, there's a structure, there's a process. And yes, I have seen my clients kind of stumble across this landscape and get to these places, but I never tried to just put it all together yeah. in a, in a uh, you know, uh, intentional flow. So uh, it's it's really a great discovery, and I'm so glad you discovered it a few years ago, and you've been... Um, diligently practicing forgiveness. I, yeah, I have been. Yeah. And then I said, Mary, we got to we got to do a podcast and we got to pass this along. We got to share there the news here. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's really it's cool. So, we're going to go through all the the parts and pieces of this process of your good recipe mm-hmm. for forgiveness, for healing emotional pain. And that's what we're doing in this episode. I I was remembering that in another episode where we kind of talked about why it's hard to just get over things by saying get over it. You know that you made you made a comment there about how it's not getting over something and really processing it out of your system is more than just using your intellect and your will. Right. And so I wanted there's to, some things that need to happen. Yeah. So for let's your let's body start mind there. To go. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. And what relax needs to happen? And let it go and move on. There are certain things that need to happen. What what are those things, Barry? Okay. So let's start, and we'll just start moving through that list. Okay, so we're talking about the eight steps to freedom, mm-hmm. the eight steps of for, for forgiving another person or a situation. The first step is the one that uh, people are most familiar with if they've looked up how to do forgiveness, and that is to use your will, mm-hmm. to make a decision, make a choice. I will let this go. I will move on. I yeah. will forgive this person. I will open up to life again. And that that can be a hard place for people to get. Maybe they feel that they were right. Maybe they feel that they were right. treated unjustly. That is sometimes the longest uh, time period is, is getting up to step one. Yeah. Once you're ready and willing and you've educated yourself about what to do, it, it could take you an hour to complete it. But for many people, it takes months and months to get... Or years. <laughs> Ten years, I'm afraid, for some people. I mean, really, it takes people a while to uh, let go of the dream that they had yeah. or to let go of the judgment that they carry, that they are just right and this other person is wrong and this shouldn't happen and they're waiting for someone else in the universe to <laughs> send them a little memo saying, yes, indeed, you're right. Yeah. I don't know what it is. But step one is you are willing to move on. And so what we need to understand is that we're not saying that what happened was okay. We're not saying we're approving of it or that we're going to be with this other person in the future. We're just saying, you know what? This hurtful thing happened, and I am ready to move on. Step one. Yeah. Step two is where we get to really um, have our emotions about that. 
And that's a that's a key piece because you and and we are going to record episodes on each and every step in depth. So mm-hmm. that that will also be available to our listeners. So in this overview, we're going to hit all the different steps so that people get an understanding of what they are. So you are. can see a picture of it. And yeah. Almost look at it with your right brain. Almost look at it like a like a series of pictures of this is how it goes. Step one is okay. Mm, that kind of like fist of power. I will. Step two is where we go into the feelings. And and our method, we use the device of of speaking to an empty chair where we imagine the person is sitting. We let out our tears and our rage and our yelling and our complaining and our judging. We let it out just the way it is. Why why is that important, Mary? Because they're in there. All this stuff is in there. It's all in there, roiling around. And it's a very strong energy that's in there, roiling around. And if you are angry and you're going revving inside yourself you're actually kind of beating up your own tissues all the time you're Mm. beating yourself up in a way all the time because that energy is meant to just come out of you and and be gone that's what good healthy anger is kind of like a fiery quick moment that comes through and then it's gone and if you keep anger inside revolving and revolving it hurts you and it makes you sick makes you ill so if you're if you're stuck and it's stuck in you, that is part of what keeps you from being able to move on through right. the story. It's, it's really like having your uh, tires stuck in the mud or the snow, mm-hmm. and you know when you're hitting the gas and it's just spinning. Yeah, it's just spinning and spinning, and something else needs to happen. You need to get a plank under there. You need to get a person to push you up and out. Something needs, else needs to happen besides just obsessing and winding in your brain about what you're upset about. And if you're obsessing in your brain, it's actually because something emotional has to come out of your heart and your body. And you're trying to solve a problem in your brain that needs to be released in an emotional level. So this is, I mean, let's step back to the big picture here of this overview. This is the emotion, getting your at your emotional truth and expressing that is is a key piece to your recipe. And not, yes. a lot of times when people tell people, you should forgive, they they haven't even gone there. They don't right. They address do, they that. don't do the venting part. It's mm-hmm. a venting piece, mm-hmm. and it's not something that you're just gonna vent for two hours and then you're over it. No, it, it doesn't take that long. You might you might vent your feelings for five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes. It's rarely longer than half an hour. Mm-hmm. Usually about twenty minutes, and you feel this shift of relief inside once once you have yelled enough or cried enough or or sworn enough or the other ways we release things, you kind of go, oh, oh, okay, got that. That's Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. What now? And then Mm -hmm. we move to step three. And in step three is where we look into the mind and the mental level. So we've traveled from will to emotions and now to mind. Mm -hmm. And in mind, we are looking to see what those expectations are that have been glued into our brain. So I was really expecting this person to be honest with me. I, well, it's a reasonable expectation. Yeah. yeah, you know, our expectations are good, but they're, they're based on our values. But sometimes we have to let them go in terms of a certain person because they are incapable of being a decent person in the ways we understand it. So I expected this person to be honest. I expected this person to show up responsibly, and they didn't. And I fired them now, but now I want to let go of the bad feeling. Yeah. So I released this expectation that... This person would have showed up and carried their responsibility. And I released this expectation that they would have been honest. I really preferred, I wished that this person had been trustworthy, but they weren't. And I'm not going to think about them the rest of my life. I want to move on. 
I released the expectation that they would have been trustworthy. So we're letting go of of good ideas that we have had been attached to in our minds about certain people and situations that we have to let go of because they're not realistic. Well, and that that is a key part of this process where you are getting to whatever that expectation is and you're sort of finding a way to unhook it from... Right, and it, it it is unhooking from the moment you sit down with that will statement of, I'm going to do this, I'm going to forgive, <laughs> okay, now here's my feelings, you son of a, rah, 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 yeah. I hate how you did this, rah, 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 you caused me so much trouble, rah, 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 you're so stupid. Rah, rah. You get the emotions out. This is all unlatching the, the expectation. It's been latched in there by these fixed, uh, unprocessed emotions. Mm. So when you get that out and then you say, and you know what, this is what I wanted, but I'm letting it go, I release this expectation, you pause for a minute, and you can actually kind of feel it go neutral inside you. You feel mm. it slide out of your space. You feel something that was like a tight little knot just softly uncurl and change. So in step three, we go through all the expectations. We might name one or two or three or five expectations that we had to let go of. And when we let go of each one of those, we feel a, uh, the lightning start to happen, that the, the lightening up begins to happen, the relief starts to come in. And then we go into step four, where we restore our boundary, meaning, you know what, I have my own personal space, and this person is over there in their space, and you know what? I'm not carrying their problems around with me anymore. I give you full responsibility for what you did and didn't do. Why, why is that important? Why is that part of the recipe? The because boundaries? we get tangled up with people, and we, that's what the judgments are. We, we get all tangled up with things. Oh, he was so irresponsible. Yeah. He was so, you know, he was supposed to be with those children, and he stood them up, and well, you don't do that to children. And, yeah. Uh, uh, well, yeah, that's right, but it's his it's his karma, if you will. It's yeah. his sin, if you will. It's his error. It's his problem. The consequences of a person's bad actions on the world around them are their consequences to deal with in the fullness of time. Right. They're not ours because we're going to adjust our... We got our own stuff them. to we deal with. We got our own stuff. We're going to adjust our own boundaries. And yeah. we visualize our space, our personal space, like a nice, healthy beam of a uh, sphere of light around us a nice healthy bubble of light that just is rep- holds and represents your energy your thoughts your emotions your values just you and this other person's problems you have set outside of your space and given it back to them to deal with and that feels wonderful people love doing that yeah i know i i've experienced and and i'm it's kind of amazing it's amazing that it can that you can get something that was in you out of you. Right, and you didn't realize you were carrying around no. these burdens that actually aren't yours. Yeah, they're someone else's, and you need to like give them back to their their path and their higher self and everyone to deal with. And you go forward without carrying their burdens, just your own integrity. You're only responsible for your own integrity. And then we move into step five, where we now open up to life in a mm-hmm. fresh new way. We open up to our source, to God, if we call it that, to the universe, to our soul, a, a higher source of teaching and wisdom and resources and, and love. And we open up this channel and say, I open up to receive everything I need now. To Which is huge. Which is huge. Everything yeah. I need in my life, everything I need to move forward, I'm opening up. I'm no longer looking... 
across at that person saying, you should do this because I need to feel loved. You should have done that because I needed, you know, my life, my way made easier. You should have. No, we've let them off the hook. Mm-hmm. And we now are turning to a spiritual source saying, hey, I'm giving myself into your hands. I trust you to give me my needs met and to uh, lead me forward in a new way. And that's a wonderful, wonderful moment. And yeah, and I can, I mean, I know from experiencing this and going through your different workshops and, and learning this process and doing it on my, on my own, and um, I, I've come to really appreciate how important it is to get out of that crouched position of, <laughs> you know, ah, you know and, and sort of opening up, and it really starts shifting your whole relationship with life and just what, what's possible. So I know it's a big, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal, and, it's, and it feels really... Uh, joyous. Yeah. It feels really happy to do that. It feels like, oh, that's right. I forgot. This person that I've been mad at is not, does not have power over me and my yeah. happiness. I have, I have my own relationship with a source of joy and caring for me that I can reboot and restart and open up to in a fresh way. And it's wonderful, the the stories that come back to me after doing forgiveness work with people about how suddenly in their life all these little synchronicities happen where they're getting their needs met in ways that they just hadn't imagined. Yeah. Just the little little (laughs) magic things start happening. So now we're going into the spiritual level. We've traveled from the personality, from the decision, the will, to through the emotions, the Uh feelings, into the mind. Uh-huh. where the uh, expectations have been attached and we're dissolving those expectations. We're restoring our boundaries, our space, our personal space. And now we're opening up to a wider, wider self, the universe, to bring us forward in, in a fresh new way. And then we keep going now into the spiritual level where we imagine, where we visualize a source of healing light and love above our heads that we open up to, imagine we can just open up the crown of our head like a big skylight and we let this fresh clearing energy just slide down from mm. above into our personality. So from our soul level into our personality, down comes this light just like honey would flow into all of your yes. limbs, <laughs> into your nerves and into your heart and into mm-hmm. your mind. It flows into your whole personality and it just clears and cleans and resets and brings peace and more soulful energy like revitalizes your soulful sense of yourself. And it just clears these different levels, the physical level, the emotional level, the mental level, the energetic level. It recharges our subtle energy system, the chakras, and our field, our our personal space is recharged with this spiritual energy. And then we move just seamlessly into the next step because we then feel the power and the safety to do this. We can send some of that unconditional love, which comes from a transcendent source beyond our personality, It comes from our soul, it comes from spirit, it comes from the universe. We send light and love to that person that we have been forgiving. We send it to them just as they are, just as they will be. Mm -hmm. Because they're a creature in the land, Mm -hmm. because they are part of God's world, we send them this 
this goodwill, just a strand of goodwill and acceptance of, okay, there you are, and that's how you are, and God bless you, and I release you. So I send you this unconditional love, and I release you, is the statement of that last, the seventh step. And then we move into step eight, which is then easy to do, because we have sent this light, this love, from a very pure space in us to this person, and we can see what's good about them. We, we don't want to hang out with them. We don't want to marry them again. We don't want to maybe ever see them again. Or we want to have limited involvement. But we can still, with that, that light playing on them, with new eyes, we can look and see them as having some goodness. And we're going to name that goodness. And we're going to rest our mind on that goodness in the future. So in the future, um, when I forgave my my odious, uh, terrible neighbor many years ago. You know, I used to be obsessed about how mean and selfish and, and crabby she was. Uh, and I don't ever do that again. I only think about how enduring she is and persistent and how she makes cookies for her grandchildren. She has flowers on her steps, and that's nice. And that I learned how to live next to her even though we're very different, and even though she epically disappointed me many years ago, I've let that go, and now I see her like a creature. I see her like, you know, the, the squirrel and the, the tree and the <laughs> other person walking by, just, just a, a creature in the world like myself that has some goodness and has their place and uh, that I can coexist with them. Peace on earth. It's it's really beautiful, Mary, and I I know from from learning this and and working on it, and it, it does take a while, you know, to kind of learn this, and then you learn it more. It's like driver's then, ed, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So you did your first workshop and took a weekend, yeah, and that's Friday night, Saturday day, and Sunday afternoon. Yeah, and you started kind of going into it after that. Yeah, right? I think I was you signed up into for my it. longer program, which yep. was once a month for um, a year, mm-hmm. and we did a lot more practicing there. But really a lot of people learn this in a weekend and use it for a lifetime because yeah. it makes sense. It's a very common-sense approach to healing yourself, and it has all the parts and pieces that you need and nothing more. Yeah, so you just described all the parts and pieces, and we're going we're gonna to create some other episodes, too, that go into, into depth on all of those parts so people can understand them. But let's... Let's talk about like you paint such a beautiful picture, and I every I'm like I want that peace, I want I want that freedom. Um, but what is it that thwarts people from even reaching out for this in the first place? Like, why is this a tough sell to some people? Mm. You know? Yeah. Well, there's the problem with the concept of forgiveness. Yeah. We've just been taught a lot of wrong things about it. We've been taught to forgive and forget. We've been taught to forgive and reconcile, kiss and make up. And sometimes we can't do that with people. Sometimes we really need to just really forgive and not have anything to do with them. Not deal with them anymore. Right. Um, A lot of people don't want to feel their feelings. They're not. That's a big one. Yeah. They're not, they don't want to feel sad. They're afraid if they're going to feel their sadness and they're lost, they're not, they're going to be lost into it for three weeks, mm-hmm. and not realize that you can actually travel through that in, in 20 minutes. You can actually go through that and be done. So there's a kind of an aversion to feelings. There's an attachment to being right. Oh, yes. Yes, to being really, <laughs> you know, the right one in the situation. We love that. And and human beings, we, we're this amazing combination of resilience, resurrection, and fixity and stubbornness. We're so fixed and stubborn. 
mm-hmm. before we decide it's a good day to die and step off the cliff and have a new attitude. <laughs> We're very fixed and stubborn. Yeah. A lot of people are. Well, and so what I love about this, too, is that this isn't relying on other people to change. It's not relying on situations to change, necessarily. You always have the power. You always have the power. To change your experience of the situation Mm -hmm. and to find peace and coexistence around another difficult person. Yeah, and that's why you call it the eight steps to freedom. Right. It's freedom. It's about freedom. Your freedom. Good. Okay, well that was a great that was a great overview, Mary, and I think that sets us up really nicely to go we're going to go in depth on each step and we're going to talk through why why it is an important step, what how it works, mm-hmm. um, give examples of each. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we'll do that, but let's stop right there for now. So I want to say thanks to our sound engineer Daniel Zamzow and for Mary Hayes Greco, I'm Aaron Warhol. <laughs>